second peter 1 verse 3 to 8 according as his divine power had given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness all things bible says that god's divine power has given us all things that can help us in life all things that can help us to live a godly life through the knowledge of him that has called us unto glory and virtue another translation for virtue will say is that unto glory and excellence that is our topic for this year excellence our theme and lifting up he says that his divine power has given us all things that pertain unto life everything that you need in life his divine nature and the power of god has made it accessible unto our lives everything that you need to be able to live a godly life bible says that god has given it unto us now verse 4 says that whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises hallelujah we have been given great and precious promises and you can find all these promises in the word of god hallelujah that by these ye might be partaker of the divine nature now look at the condition over here having escape escape if you can partake of all these things you need to escape the corruption that is in the world through last hallelujah it doesn't come automatically there is a work to be done you need to escape the corruption that is in this world through last hallelujah verse 5 and besides all this giving all diligence make the conscious effort to add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge the next verse and to knowledge temperance other translations will say and to knowledge self-control and unto self-control perseverance unto perseverance godliness watch these three things what we are about to do today is in line with this self-control perseverance godliness he says that besides all that you've you've had all the promises that you can partake of he says that make the cautious effort to add to your faith virtue to your virtue knowledge to knowledge self-control to self-control perseverance to perseverance godliness the next verse and to godliness brotherly kindness and to brotherly kindness charity the last verse for if these things be in you and abound not just being in you but these things need to abound in your life he says that that, that that will make you fruitful so that you will not be barren 
so that you will not be unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ, knowing him. He says that if all these things abound in you, if all these things stay in you, it will make you fruitful in life. Hallelujah. Tonight, we are dealing with a life of discipline. A life of discipline. We need discipline in this life. Everything about our life, we need discipline. Now, when you talk about the word discipline, it talks about training yourself or subjecting yourself to obey rules. Behaving yourself in a controlled way. That is discipline. You subject yourself to obey rules. You subject yourself, you train yourself to behave in a controlled way. Now, let's bring it to ourselves. Self-discipline. Self-discipline has to do with you taking corrective measures. To improve your life. Now, self-discipline has to do with Maria Chasu said, You are taking the corrective measures. It is about you. For the sake of improving your life. Now, self-control. With discipline, you need self-control. Now, self-control has to be with restraining. Restraining. Restraining your desires. Restraining your emotions. That is self-control. Now, all these things play a role in discipline. Because if you want to really discipline your life, then you need to take some measures to control this flesh. And that is where the restraining comes in. Jesus had a great deal of discipline. He came to fulfill the Father's will. He was God, but in a human form. Because of the will of the Father for his life, that he will come and die, that we may have reconciliation unto the Father. Bible says that despite all that he went through, despite the temptations, he persevered to do the Father's will. When you look at the account in Gethsemane, Bible says that at a point he prayed and he said, Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass by. At that point, that human nature had taken over. And he foresaw the kind of pain that he had to go through for the sake of us, that we may have redemption unto Christ. He says that if it is possible, let this cup pass by. But nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. When you read John 10, 18, he says that I have the power to lay down my life. And I have the power to take my life back. But at that point... He came on a mission. He says, not my will, but your will be done. Why? Well, you read Hebrews 12 too. He says that for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. 
He despised the shame. Now the Lord has set him at the right hand of the Father. The joy of seeing all of us saved. That was what was ahead of him. The joy of fulfilling the master's will. That was what was ahead of him. Bible says that he didn't care about the molesting that he had to go through. He didn't care about the shame that he had to go through. But he was looking at the joy. What have you set ahead of you that has been a target for your life? That for that reason, I want to exhibit self-control. That I'll be able to attain what God has destined for my life. What is ahead of you? If you have nothing to achieve, then you have nothing to discipline your life about. The life of discipline. Hallelujah. If we can be able to fulfill the will of God and to experience God's promises in our lives and to make it to heaven, the ultimate, then this Christian walk we need to be disciplined. Hallelujah. Luke 9.23 says that if anybody will come after me, first, let him deny himself. Two, take up his cross daily. Three, follow me. If you want to be a disciple of God, of which we all are, we have accepted Christ. As our Lord and personal Savior. He says that you need to deny yourself. You need to take up your cross daily. You need to follow him. You need to totally surrender unto God. You need daily total sacrifices. To be able to fulfill the will of God. Deny this flesh. That you'll be able to please him who has called you. There is a race ahead of you. There is so much God has destined for your life that you need to tap into. But until you have exhibited the self-control fruit of the Spirit, until you discipline yourself, you cannot attain it. Hallelujah. Paul says something in 1 Corinthians 15, 31, the last part. He says, I die daily. I die daily. I said, if I do But he says, I die daily. The battles that go on between the flesh and the spirit, I kill this flesh daily. Because Hebrews 12, 1 and 2, it says that seeing that we are compassed with a great cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight and sin that easily beset us. And let us run the race that is ahead of, 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 ahead of us. Now looking unto Jesus, the altar and finisher of our faith. He says, lay aside the weight. Lay aside the sin. Because you are on a track. You are running. If you are running and there is a weight on you, I bet you, that weight will weigh you down. You can't finish the line. So we are on a Christian race. 
And Bible says that people are watching us. For that sake, any weight that you feel can obstruct you, crossing the line to obtain what God has destined for your life, Bible says that lay that weight aside. The sins that easily beset us, the things that drain our spiritual life, if you don't lay these things aside and beat and pull it down, it can affect your race. The Bible says that when we enter into a race, all those who are striving for masteries, they are not crowned until they strive lawfully. There are rules in a race. Have you seen an athlete on a track? That has a stone tied to him before. That person well prepares himself. Because of what? The prize at the end of the line. The medal that he has to attain at the end of the line. So he lay aside every weight. He trains himself. So that I can finish my race. He disciplines this body. Look, when you, when you look at those that run, or anybody who is a boxer or something, the kind of training they go through, they want to keep this body fit for the competition. They have to keep this body fit because when you step on the track, you have competitors with you. We are all striving for one medal. We are all striving to complete and cross the line. So it's not a time of joke. This Christian race, we are all striving to attain what God has said about our lives. If you don't want to attain it, you can slack. But we that we are serious, we are on the track now. We are set to move. And when the whistle goes, nothing distracts us. We set our focus on the track and we make sure that we are on our path. We don't cross into somebody else's path. Otherwise, you are disqualified. Proverbs 24.10 It says that if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. Hallelujah. If you faint in the day of adversity, adversities are bound to come. And those that are weak, they will faint. But if, if we have consistent discipline, then we can build the character of strength to stand in the day of adversity. Hallelujah. We don't need to faint when adversities come. But we need to discipline our lives. Be in line. Align yourself. That no weakness overtakes your life. Hallelujah. I want us to look at 1 Corinthians 9, 23 to 27. 1 Corinthians 9, 23 to 27. And this I do for the gospel's sake, that I might be partaker thereof with you. 24. Know ye not, that they which run in a race run all, but one receives the prize. So run that you may obtain. 
And every man that strives for mastery is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown. But we will strive with all training. We will strive with all self-control to obtain an incorruptible crown. Hallelujah. The next verse. I therefore so run, not as uncertainly, so fight I, not as one that beats the air, as somebody who is aimless. No. The next verse. That is where the point is. But I keep under my body and bring into subjection this flesh. I suppress this body that lest by any means when I have preached like the way I'm doing today, I myself disqualified. I bring this body under subjection. That after I have stood here, I minister to people in song. Healing takes place. Diverse manifestations because there is a kind of oil upon my life. And when I stand to minister, the spirit of God takes over and things happen. He says that despite all these things, I bring this body under subjection that after I have done all these things people have gained what they are supposed to gain for my ministrations and God tells you that I do not know you that will be very unfortunate discipline a life of discipline if we don't discipline ourselves we may lose a lot of things. If we don't control this body, we may lose a lot of things. Romans 8, 13. Romans 8, 13. If you live after the flesh, you shall die. If you live after the flesh, you shall die. But if ye through the spirit kill the deeds of the body, you shall live. Simple. Then I will kill the flesh so I can live. I will not live in the flesh that I will die. But I will kill the flesh rather so that I will live. He says that if you live in this flesh, we need she akononiyama more than the things of the spirit. Oh, death awaits you. It is not a physical death, no. You miss out the opportunities and the things that God wanted to do with your life. You miss out because you're always in the flesh. Even when God is ministering, ministering to you, the flesh has taken over. It has killed your spirit life. Bible says that if you live in the flesh, you die. Prefer to kill the flesh and live. But if ye by the spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, I bet you, 
you will live. Hallelujah. I want us to look at some character studies and there are disciplines and indisciplines. Hallelujah. The first person I want us to look at is Daniel. Bible said that Daniel purposed in his heart not to defile himself with the king's portion. What did he see about the king's portion that he thought could bring defilement into his life? He purposed in himself. Now when you read Daniel 1 4, Bible says that the book of Nazar instructed the chief Enoch that I want men that are skillful. I want men that are good looking. I want men that have understanding. I want men that have the understanding of science. And Daniel and his brothers, they were slaves so, but they were selected. And see, if this criteria if they were selected, it meant that they met the criteria. Into one, ah, me warfare. I can interpret signs. That one alone could have taken over his life. Now the king instructs that these people, I want them, I want you to treat them well. Hey, the Bible says that Daniel purposed in his heart that he will not defile himself with the king's portion. It was when he purposed in his heart that was when God brought him the favor. God looked at his heart. I know who says that guy Then he brought Daniel favor and goodwill in the sight of the chief eunuch. Now Daniel 1.6 then brings him to Daniel 6.3 the excellent spirit. Bible says that Daniel was preferred because he had an excellent spirit. But there was something he did that brought the excellence in his life. Discipline brings excellence. An excellent person goes an extra mile. Excellent person makes determination. Excellent person purposes that for this one, I want to please the Lord alone. So the excellence that they saw in Daniel, it just didn't happen. He did something. Now they said, let us find a fault with this man. Let somebody find a fault about you. That it has to do with your Christian life and nothing else. They couldn't find any fault against Daniel, but because he served his God. A decree was made. Nobody should serve any other God. Bible says that Daniel he is disciplined. He opened his windows and he prayed as he used to do always. It wasn't a time to relent. No. Bible says that he opened his windows and he faced the east and prayed 
as before. Three times. Like the way he used to do before the decree came. When you are faced with a challenge, what do you do? Do you succumb to the king's decree? Or you still lift up your spirit man to do what pleases God. Hallelujah. The next person I want us to look at is David. Bible says in 1 Samuel 18, 5, that David behaved himself wisely. David behaved himself wisely at the palace. Now, before he went to the palace, 16, he was anointed. Before his brethren. 17, he killed Goliath. He had the praises of women. Saul has killed his thousand. David has killed his ten thousand. But this thing did not get to David. 18, he was invited to the palace to stay. But I will say that when he came to the palace, Jonathan gave him his royal garment. He gave him his sword. He gave him his ring. All these things. Bible says that David behaved himself wisely. Now, opportunity comes that God takes you to a place. David being at the palace, it was a good time for him to understand what it takes to be a king because he was a king in the making. But until you get to the palace and study what goes on in the palace, you default as a king. So the opportunity came not because I have killed Goliath. Giants, no, be to me and come in. I have been anointed. Oil is upon my life. I'm going to be a king. Then I start taking my kingship in the palace. No. There are certain things you need to study. There have been instances God has taken us to various places for us to just learn. Because in due time, you are coming to that same place to do what God wants you to do. But most of the time, we mess up because we are indisciplined. And we miss out. Bible says that he observed all that goes on in the palace. He behaved himself wisely. Until his time was up, that he was declared king. Now Gehazi, in discipline. Gehazi stood the opportunity to gain what Elisha gained when he was working with Elijah. Despite all the obstructions that came to Elisha when Elijah was being taken away. Despite the prophecies that came, oh, he was disciplined until I see my master being taken. Then now I know that I am alone. I am no longer serving my master. Bible why I started service now? We can't continue. So Gehazi stood the chance of gaining what was upon Elijah and Elisha because he was a servant to Elisha. But he missed it. Greediness. When the master says, I will not take this. Naaman, take your gift back. You run after Naaman. 
said, hey, we need to make an offering. So let me take what my master refused. Bible says that Elisha told him, when the servant of Naaman followed you, or when Naaman got down from his horse, Elisha was not there. He said, was my spirit not with you? I wonder the number of times the spirit of our daddy has been with us in various areas that we do not know. But when we come back and he talks to us, we lie to him. He says, was my spirit not with you? When you went after Naaman, greed. When your master has refused it, what's your master? No, 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 Naaman, Bible says that Elisha told him the leprosy that was upon Naaman come upon you and your seed forever. Gehazi will go, but his seed will be leprous because of what? Indiscipline, greediness on the side of Gehazi. It has affected his whole generation. Bible says forever. So any seed that came from Gehazi, it will leprous. The next person, Esau. Esau, in discipline, made him to lose his blessing. And Bible calls him a fornicator. That act that he did, that for a piece of meal, he did what? He sold his brethren. And a penny yesterday, Penny yesterday, a commodity, my ba, Nedranisio. You see, even the way Bible described the food, he said a single meal. A single meal. You let go your birthright. You let go your birthright, your virtues as a Christian because I want that job. Forgetting that it is God that gives you power to make wealth. And the same God makes a way where there seems to be no way. So he will create a job for you. Bible calls Esau a fornicator. He sold his birthright. So now you have shifted the elderly there is no way. The blessing is for the elder. So there was no way he could take the blessing. Because he, in the realms of the spirit, there was a shift. Now Jacob was the elder. But he just took it for granted. Oh, a single meal. A small thing. You lose the value your Christian life because of what? Indiscipline. I want to satisfy my tummy. Let's watch out. Hallelujah. There is no shortcut to excellence. Never. There is no shortcut to excellence. Look, those that are successful in life, let me tell you, they are very disciplined. We take certain things for granted. We are not disciplined with our finances. 
We are not disciplined with our time. Myself, I don't take myself out. When I saw that topic, I said, yeah, I'm not disciplined with time. I fall short there. But you know what? When I entered this year, there was something I told myself. And I'm, I know we all have a change of mind. I told myself that for this year, oh, a coin biaso. Better I say late. I told myself, I stay just here. Why would somebody from Sakumono get to church? And me that just a minute, I'm here. I'm late. But you see, I renewed my mind. Discipline calls for renewing of mind. Mitnasi, I know that I come to church late. So I, I decided then now, God, I don't want to be late to church. I, I want to get to church early. Help me. Then that grace comes. Hallelujah. Most of us are not disciplined in our tithes. We are not disciplined in our tithes. Ebe o se, me na mwofie, ma fami envelope, obye ni, obye ni misala ya meji, obye ni mahia edi mami, inti ni ameti chepiano, obye ni, oh, God sees it. But you see, there's a condition that comes with it. He said, if you pay tithes, I'll rebuke the devourer for your sake. It is not enough to take the envelope and come and stand here. Oh, but it is good that what is due that you're supposed to pay, you pay it. Discipline. Say so me just say, ah, it's me his cover in a sorry fear. In discipline. Thinking that we are coming to give our tithe unto Bishop. It's a bishop Yes. I'm saying all these things. You see, these are the things that will help us in our Christian work. Discipline is a practical life. Discipline is a practical life. Every area of your life, you need to be disciplined. For the sake of what you want to achieve. If I want my work to be fruitful, I need to be disciplined with time. If I want my work to be fruitful, I need to be disciplined with my finances. Profits never. I don't chop the profit. Not every day we are negative. And you say God is not blessing. No, he's blessing you. But you are not disciplined with how to handle your finances. Impulse buys. Stop it. The impulse buy. In a cross woman. Tell you this, um, Mrs. Dowena, your hair is nice. So, in a week, Libyan came But for all you do, now we're getting cross your mind. You just saw the week today at church. Effe. Truly, truly, effe. It's why then, I was telling you, 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 I
That is impossible. You didn't plan for it. And you'll be surprised that my mental tight is over crap. I mean, too weak. Forgetting that when you step out one, two, we you out of You've lost it. The physical things, it will not profit us anything. The things, the physical things that we place value on, it will not profit us anything. Hallelujah. I want us, I'll finish very soon. I want us to look at how to bring discipline into our lives. How to bring discipline. The first thing you need to know is analyze your life. Analyze your life. Work out the things that stand in your way. That prevents you from being disciplined. The characters. The weaknesses. First, I was to say, me, me, me and me, this area. If you don't, if you don't analyze it, then what, what are you working about? If you don't know, me, I know, and now I'm working on it. If you don't know that I fall short in this area, even when the grace comes for you to be disciplined, because you have the power to be disciplined, you can't discipline yourself. Because who need... So first, you need to analyze your life. Watch out your life. What are the things that prevent me from being disciplined? And Lamentation says something. I want the amplified, the message version of that. Lamentations 3.14. The message version. Lamentations 3.40 The message He says Let's take a good look At the way we are living And reorder our lives Under God He says Take a look At the way you are living now Analyze your life. He says, take a good look at the way you are living. Now who we are, now reorder your life under God. That's the first thing you need to do. Now the second thing, convince yourself that you want to change. Convince yourself that I need discipline. Hallelujah. Hebrews 12, 11. Hebrews 12, 11. I want the King James. Hebrews 12, 11. King James. Convince yourself that you need a discipline. Now, no chastening for the present seems to be joyous but grievous others will say painful nevertheless afterward it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby 
So you want to discipline yourself. It is not a happy thing no. to discipline yourself, to exercise self-control. I wouldn't say waka, misumet miaka. But me say no. Me say me also. Me wa wuku ane pasi misumet face you, but me say me also. Convince yourself that you need that discipline, because what you're going to go through is not a joyous thing. It is painful. But we are looking at the end result. Bible says it will yield what? Fruits of righteousness. Hallelujah. So second, convince yourself that you need the discipline. Then third, adopt a positive attitude. Adopt a positive attitude. Decide that you want to make the change. And stay focused. Decide that you want to make the change and stay focused. Then the last thing says that realize that others may deter you. Your indiscipline is a benefit to somebody, or you don't know. Your indiscipline, somebody benefits from it. Oh, and benefiting from you. You've sacrificed your coming to church to go watch something else. So realize that there are people that what will distract you. And you have to watch out for those people. Because those people, they are ready to pull you back. So if you give in, you've missed it. There are some friends you need to cut off. Because if you can't add any value to my life, then stay off. When you come to my house on Wednesday night, Friday night, Sunday morning, or throughout the whole week, prayer and fasting, you not meet me in my house. And I always buy into what Reverend Chris says, unless I'm out of town. I'm in the house of God. And I'm Like the way I see you, you also see me. Yes, you're also here. Discipline. There are instances we've sacrificed coming to church those times to watch telenovela, Akapuku, all those things. Now, you see, those things, they keep you in suspense. So you are eager to know the next day what the storyline will be like. And now, Bishop will take the, the puppet when it's 7.30. It's 6.32. 730. Let me just watch something small. And make sure I'm here 725. Because when daddy takes the puppet, everybody's sitting. When I come in late, he will see me. But when he's still like this, his back is facing the congregation. When I enter, nobody will see. He will not see me. Oh, you didn't see me yourself. Oh. You're not serving God for Bishop. You're not serving God for Bishop. These things are distractions to our life. We need to watch out. Hallelujah. The last thing that will end 
want to look at the disciplined lifestyle. The disciplined lifestyle. One, a Bible study lifestyle. All that it takes for you to be disciplined is in the word of God. Search the scriptures. Know the scriptures. Meditate upon it. And observe to do it. I like what Jesus said. When you look at Luke 6, 47 to 48, he says that he that hears my saying and does it, I will liken that person to somebody who dark. When you hear my word and you do it, it's like somebody who wants to dig a foundation. What oh, foundation I lay was up is that? No. You dig and dig and dig until you get to a rock. That's what the Bible said. He said, whoever comes to me and hears my saying and doeth them, I will show you to whom he is like. The next verse. He is like a man which built a house and digged deep and laid the foundation on the rock because the storms will come. Don't be concerned about the beauty of the house. Be concerned about the foundation upon which the, the house is laid. Because the day of storms will come. The day of the rains will come. And the beauty of the house will come crumpling down if the foundation is not strong. He says, if you hear my word, it's not enough. It is good that I have taken the initiative to even take the Bible and study. And I will say that when you do what the word of God says, you are like somebody who dug, not just digging. You dig deep. The foundation for a, a story building is not the foundation for a skyscraper. You can't lay a skyscraper on the foundation of one story building. No. It can't support it. So if you want to be well grounded, if you want to be founded well, that nothing moves you, know the word of God and do it. Get your foundations right. Jeremiah 15, 16 says that I have found your word and I ate it. Every day we eat. He said, I have found your word and I did eat your word and it was a joy in me. Let's find the word of God. Let's search the word of God. There's so much in it that could help us to discipline our lives. Know his word. Observe to do it. The second one has to do with giving thanks. Not just to God. But we are dear Mawa. We are in discipline in that area. So, my friend, I'm going to say, 
It has a lot. Daddy always say, when you do something for me today, those times, early in the morning, you call the person and thank the person. The same has to do with God. He says in everything, give him thanks. Whether I am down and I can't do anything, I still thank you, God. Whether I am rejoicing, I still thank you, God. When I am down, Bible says that all things will work together for my good. So I thank you. This situation I find myself in, it may not be as I wanted it to be, but there is some kind of good in it. But as I thank you, God, it will all work together for my good. So God, I thank you. But you see, I still thank you. Because in a moment, what God would do, it will marvel you. Then is it that at that time that I come to say thank you? No. Thank him when I even down. Thank him. Hallelujah. The next thing is prayer life. Prayer lifestyle. Yesterday I saw something on the platform, a video that Pastor Selom posted on the platform. And when I heard the last thing that daddy said, he said, there is no replacement for prayer. I wonder how many of us saw the video and how, how many of us watched it. TikTok, is it TikTok or whatever you call it? We are eager to watch TikTok. <laughs> TikTok, those funny, funny, funny things they put on the, on the media. But yesterday, but I said, don't put that thing there. And when I, when I read it, my spirit was lifted up. And I just wrote it down. There is no replacement for prayer. Being disciplined in your prayer life. Without prayer, nothing transfigures in your life. Bible says that when Jesus took James, John, and Peter to the mountain... They went there to pray. Whilst they were praying, still in the prayer, that was when the transfiguration took place. At that time, Elijah and Moses had not come. Read it. That is Luke 9, 28-29. He says, whilst he was praying, all they saw him was he has changed his clothing changed everything about his life changed before moses and elijah appeared prayer transforms your life totally the spirit of god will empower you to pray but until you discipline yourself and you rise up yourself to pray you will miss out. Until you rise up yourself. Most of us will build ourselves up when we are, we are in prayer and fasting. That is when you to me, Kenya, you No. When you are there, you have to start from there and bring it here. So when this person starts, this person takes over. 
Then the whole place is charged. But if you're always waiting to be robbed upon in church on how to pray, no. He says that whilst it was yet day, so early in the morning, Jesus rose up to pray. It's me down about seven. I won't pay more. Hey, about seven. I was so quick, Juma. I was saying, Colonel Nicole School. Can you pray? Oh, God, you know that. Even when you are praying, your mind is, hey, me a little. Hey, me a little. But when you sleep, you should rise up with a song in the spirit that will lead you to your prayer room and pray. Discipline yourself to pray. When you are hit by the spirit of God, say sorry. That is not where you should put the cloth and cover yourself. Well, I said, I feel cold. I can't rise up. The spirit of God will empower you. But it will take you yourself taking the action to pray. Otherwise, you will not experience what you are supposed to experience in your life. Discipline yourself. Let go the sleep. At times, you need to let go the sleep. Hallelujah. The next thing is fasting. That's what that one is. It's very challenging. Fasting. Fasting. When you can really feel that your tummy is crumbling. When you can really feel the nausea. When you can really feel the headache. When you can really feel that when you are working, I see some person will talk for And then they uncall you. Yeah, I mean, no, me look at <laughs> Discipline. It is but for a moment. But if you miss it, nobody will say, one guy say, oh, no, me, Lord, if you know, nah. oh, and then myself has to know. Then you are morose with spirit man and to me, Kinyano. Let's watch out for these things. The last thing is service. Being faithful in service. Discipline yourself to serve. Hallelujah. I want us to look at First Peter four ten. First Peter four ten. First Peter four ten. As every man had received the gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. There is a gift in you. You may not know, but there is a gift in you. When you discipline yourself in the area of service, that gift will come alive. When you are needed, be available to serve. And then it means to me, Meanwhile, you are the chief usher. You need to direct as to what to be done. And then it means to me, Meanwhile, we want to solely praise and worship. So, what should the church do? 
Faithful in service. Discipline. Hallelujah. I want to conclude with this. You see, every day, but daddy keeps telling us, mighty men, great women. But until you discipline yourself to conform to that word, you will keep saying the word. It will not happen in your life. They be alive, you know, billionaires, billionaires, mighty men, great women, artists, that one alone has disqualified you. And you see it's being done in the lives of people. The yours is hanging. It needs to drop on you. But you are not conforming to the word. It will never come to pass. There's so much God has said he will do with our lives. There is so much prophecies that have gone over our lives. Discipline plays a key in excellence. Until you discipline your life. To be in line with what God has destined for your life. You shall never experience that prophecies coming to pass. But I believe that the grace of God is available unto us. The power of God is available to help us to live a disciplined life. <laughs>